rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is 6.25 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Good morning, you guys. It is Monday. Hey, we made it. Uh, It's Monday the 7th of June 2021. So here we are. Got some news items for you guys to check out, know about, and learn about before we get ready to go live here. As you know, we go live on YouTube and Facebook starting at 8 a.m. So without delay, let's get into this. So uh, this week begins Aurora Museum Week. After celebrating virtually in 2020, uh, this week promises to be more hands-on this year by offering an interactive tote bag for sale. The Aurora Museum Week tote will include bubbles, a coloring page, and a museum scavenger hunt. The tote, designed by local artist Chris Hodge, can be purchased for $10 from the Aurora Regional Fire Museum at 53 North Broadway from 5 to 8 p.m. during first Friday. Uh, The Aurora Museum Week participating museums include Blackberry Farm, Early Streets Museum, Aurora Regional Fire Museum, SciTech Hands-On Museum, and the Grand Army of the Republic Museum, David L. Pierce Art and History Center, Shingoth Center, and the William Tanner House Museum. Shouts out. For more information on downtown museums, visit the website of our friends at Aurora Downtown, which is auroradowntown.org. Our friends of Aurora Business United are having their second Friday networking meeting on uh, Friday the 11th from 7.30 to 9 a.m. on Zoom and Facebook Live. In-person meetings may restart in July or August. There will be spin wheel prizes, and the guest speaker for the event is going to be Stephen Morris, author of The Six Strengths to Maximize Your Business Execution. There is a uh, registration link. You can find that on Facebook when we post it in the chat of today's news. Lastly, Saturday, June 19th, starting at 3.30 p.m., is the Freedom and Heritage Celebration, One Nation, presented by the African-American Men of Unity. This will be held at Martin Luther King Park on Farnsworth and Grand on the east side. Admission is free. There will be food, a moon jump, face painting, vendors, and even a talent contest. That's awesome. Join the parade. And special shouts out and thank you to the African-American Men of Unity, the African-American Heritage Advisory Board, and the City of Aurora. Very, very cool. All right, so let's get ready to go live here. Remember, join us, Facebook and YouTube. Go live with the news. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Speaking truth to power. And that is the news. Good morning, my dear friends. Good morning. Good to see you guys. Good to see you. Thank you for sitting down with us today. It's very much appreciated. Uh, For our listeners and our viewers, let us know who you guys are and where you're from. We'll start with you, Denise. Hi, my name is Denise Ellsbury. Uh, I am a a rural resident of 31 years, almost exactly 31 years. Raised my kids here. Um, And by profession, I'm a social worker. Um, and have worked in the Aurora area in a variety of different um, ways, 
doing social work kinds of things, but currently um, my, my role and my focus is um, a program called Mental Health First Aid, which is okay. one of the things we want to chat about today. Yep. Um, and so here to really kind of promote uh, what Mental Health First Aid is, and specifically teen mental health first aid. So, right. Yeah. Right. Yourself? Uh, hi, I'm Martin Luna, and I'm the founder of Simply Destiny um, that started uh, in memory of my niece, Destiny Oliva, who passed from suicide. And, um, you know, we've been here 12 years, uh, born and raised in Aurora, a graduate from East Aurora High School, so go Tomcats. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, but again, I, I love Aurora, been here my whole life, and I can't really imagine myself anywhere else. And helping the community and giving back is what it's about. That is what it's about. Uh, so since you since you've started that precedent already on the show. Are you a Tomcat? I am not. Okay. I did not graduate from uh, yeah. uh, any one of the Aurora yeah. High Schools or in Aurora. And I will say uh, my two kids uh, were Blackhawks, right? They were on the uh, other side of the yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Aurora, right. right? <laughs> we're downtown right now, so we can, we can take some love for both sides. Uh, I ask that because we get a lot of East Aurora. Look uh, at a lot of Tomcats on the show. Can I say in my defense that Certainly. my first job in Aurora was working with the county school district office, and so I spent equal time um, in both East Aurora and West Aurora trying to keep young people in school. So I do have affection for... Honorary Tomcat. There, on, there we go. All right. Uh, All right. East Aurora t-shirt. All right. <laughs> so now teen mental health first aid and simply destiny. Now, Simply Destiny is located, you guys are on Downer, is yes, that correct? Yes, actually, uh, not too far from here, we're at 122 West Downer Place. Okay. Um, it's called the Legal Arts Building, and um, so yeah, we have a really good space there. We've been there about a year and a half. Uh, got another about four years to go, and we've taken, um, uh, done some construction, built it out, and uh, into a way that it'll fit us and our kids. Good, very cool. All right, now, what is the status right now in America, or even in Aurora, of mental health resources for teens and young people? Is it good? Does it need improvement? What's it, you know, give us a, a feel. Yeah, so I, I mean, I think that's so often by community, what resources yeah. are available for young people, right? And so if we want to look nationally, certainly we know because of the pandemic, that um, mental health for all of us and particularly for young people has been impacted. Prior to COVID, research shows us that about one in five young people will experience some kind of mental health challenge that will impact their life in some way over the course of their adolescence, right? So one in five young people over the course of their adolescence experiencing some kind of impact from a mental health challenge. It might be impacting my school, impacting my relationships, um, maybe, maybe to the point of needing some type of hospitalization, that kind of thing, right? We're really talking about the range. Um, so with the impact of COVID and young people missing out on some of those really significant opportunities that happen right. in middle school and high school, um, the socialization, trying out like what does it mean to step more into the adult role of taking on more responsibilities or having a job? Right. All those things 
you know, young people have missed out on. And I don't, because we're still kind of coming out of that, we don't necessarily have research that gives us the, the data about that, mm -hmm. but we do know, and we should anticipate, I think, that there will be impact for young people in an ongoing way as we start to move out of that. And it would be helpful for us now right. to think about what do we need to do as we can now start to come together more? What do we need to do as a community, as, um, as adults, and how can we support um, our, our young people? Um, maybe let me just speak a little bit about the Aurora area and I'll toss it to Marty who can really talk more about the things that Simply Destiny does but um, you know I, I think in some ways Aurora is a rich community in terms of the resources that it provides to young people uh, I think the school districts in our area try to provide those resources not only academically but also for um, social services mm -hmm. Um, it's like with anything else though, um, what are the sort of financial resources that support those? Right. And, um, so we do have, you know, United Way, we've got the 708, um, funding streams and things like that, but often, uh, agencies are having to, you know, continue to work to, to fundraise and, and support resources. So, um, I've always loved the range of resources that are available in Aurora mm -hmm. and it's an and right and right. we could use more right exactly. like, let's have more right so I love it when there are organizations like Simply Destiny that provide um, they're supporting the mental health of young people um, but doing it in different kinds of ways ways to draw young people in to be actively engaged right. in, in different things mm -hmm. um now, how has it been with the with the pandemic? So for Simply Destiny, have you guys seen a rise in people reaching out to you because they're feeling challenges? I think there was data that showed nationwide that like, uh, you know, some of the uh, negative sides of being locked up in society were increasing because, you know. Yes. Um, well, like Denise said, it's one in five that are affected, but um, uh, Aurora has a lot of resources and like everything and anything, there's always room for improvement, you know, on, on with anyone and any agency. Um, since the pandemic, you know, um, a rise, yes, there's been a rise. I think that people are talking about it and noticing and talking about it as it being a rise when I feel in actuality it's always been there. The difference is mm -hmm. that with the pandemic, um, a lot of different um, agencies, schools, um, you know, and jobs were getting we're being able to see through Zoom and things like that um, what someone's going through, you know. Uh, I think sometimes a lot of times kids go to school and you may label a kid a bad kid before you even ask what's wrong, you know, and that's the correct answer or correct correct question, what's wrong or what's going on, you know. Um, wrong, I think, when they say, well, what's wrong with you? You automatically think now you're a problem. You're a problem right. child. Right. So asking what's going on and now teachers and, and jobs being able to see what's going on in your home you know, maybe not having the resources that, that one thinks, you know, that are available and why don't they have them, you know, but they're, they're dealing with a lot more, being stuck in, inside, uh, the lack of social um, involvement with their peers and things like that. Uh, with Simply Destiny, a lot of people come in and I would say there's a lot of self-healing because most kids will come in and say that no one understands what they're going through or, you know, mom and dad don't get it, the schools don't get it or, you know, 
my counselor doesn't, you know, doesn't come from where I come from, so she doesn't get it, you know. Mm -hmm. And when they're coming in and they're finding someone from their own community, then and they realize that they're no longer alone, mm -hmm. then they've made that bond, they've made that connection, they've made that friend that now they can sit with that school, they can talk about. And um, as they said, we do try to do it a little differently. Um, we started dance because it's something me and my niece love to do. She loved dancing. I taught uh, dance for many years, and I just wanted to engage the kids and that's what I take pride in for our program because um, we're not your, your typical like nine to five um, you know we're, we're after hours we're on the weekends we're on Sundays when the kids have that downtime and are bored when they're having that time to question themselves and what they're doing or what's wrong or or it's that time where they're isolated because there's no school or anything open for them and that's where we come in you know we have the art, we have the dance, we have in-house um, counseling. Um, and not just that, they can walk into a studio not feeling labeled. Um, when you go to school and you walk into the counselor's office, or you walk into uh, an after-school an after program for Gay Straight Alliance or whatever, you're walking into mm -hmm. these clubs and you're automatically being labeled, or if you walk in there, um, you know, you're, you're almost nervous on who's going to see you walk in or walk out. And with Simply Necessary, because we offer a wide, um, uh, we offer just many choices of things that kids can get involved in, mm -hmm. no one will know what you're going in for, you know? And I think that makes it a lot easier. Um, they're, they're not worried about it, you know? And maybe it's dance night, maybe it's heart night, maybe it's right. cooking night, you know, maybe it's just group, you know, it's game night. We have, you know, uh, we do First Fridays, we do team nights for dance parties. So. There's no one reason on one person walking through our doors, and I think it's helpful. And you guys have been part of our news before. Yeah. Yeah. We've shouted out different stuff. Yeah. It's been, it's been colorful. <laughs> but that's far, a good thing. As far as the rise, you know, that we're aware of that people and families have come to us, uh, knowing about this year, we know of seven local suicides. Um, the week of shutdown. There were, uh, there was a, a young person that uh, passed from suicide in the area that affected um, directly about six of our teams from our studio. And uh, on that night when it happened, um, we ended up doing a lock-in. You know, we brought the kids together, the parents of course know what's going on, and we sat down and we discussed and talked about what's going on. Because we know that, that you're six times more likely to attempt after you know someone who's passed from suicide. We know that there's that ripple effect of 150, that you know that ripple that goes out from after someone passes from suicide, and then teens learning how to deal and talk with it. Um, teen mental health is very important, just like physical health, um, and it's a struggle, just like physical health. You know, I have no muscles, so doing a push-up might be really hard for me, or is really hard for me, I should say. You know, but of course, after you you build that you know that endurance and something, you get stronger. It's the same way that we like to approach mental health. You, know, you deal with one problem, you learn how to deal with it, you learn how to cope with it, and then maybe for the next time you, you apply those same strategies to the next one, you know? Um, which I brings me... Wait, I'm sorry. Wait. I was going to say, I love what he just said. <laughs> that was, That's awesome. Um, so, you, you mentioned school, mm -hmm. right? And, I, and that brought me back to my own personal experience, and I, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, you're right. You may have something going on at home, but if you have to go to the principal's office, or you have to go see the counselor, then there is this unwritten, undeclared kind of covering, right? That you're the bad kid or you're going to that 
part of the building. Mm -hmm. from, you, from your experiences, have you seen that change in education or the school systems recently or over the years? Or is that still kind of the thing? I guess a better question, a better way to put it is, are, is the knowledge of mental health for young people making its way into schools and the administration and with counselors and things like that? I think a lot better um, mm -hmm. for the most part. I mean, like I said, and it's mostly because they've gotten that view into that person's um, house of what's going on. You know, you walk into school and you don't know what's going on in someone's home, but now you might see some chaos in the background. Maybe you see that their, you know, their home doesn't look homey or home, because of know? Zoom. Because of yeah. Zoom, you know, um, the rise on, on even DCFS cases and things like that has tripled three times. You know, uh, it it's this whole pandemic thing, of course, has been a struggle for everybody and how it's affecting everybody is differently. But being able to almost put yourself in that person's shoes, you know, I think, like I said, that's where it starts touching. That's where people start taking it more real because you don't know unless you know, unless you've been through it. Um, I think it's almost like, like anything. Um, we had one of our moms who recently, you know, uh, had cancer and stuff. And so we did a fundraiser and stuff like that. And so like almost like that when someone's dealing with something or needs help, you know, you sign up because it's affected you or your family or a loved one. And you're like, you know, let me sign up and I'm going to raise money. I'm going to do all this. And now with mental health, I think that, that people are seeing that. Like, hey, I have someone who's struggling, mm -hmm. you know. And it's not just complaining because that's what some people just kind of write it off. Oh, they're complaining. They're being dramatic. They're, right. You know, they're struggling. And if we as adults can't handle that, you know, and we were asking our kids to deal with it, you know, and um, it's hard. I mean, it's hard as an adult. I mean, I don't know about you, but I, my life is not easy. <laughs> and, you right. know, but these teens have it, you know, so much, so much harder. I mean, and they're constantly comparing themselves to other people, um, other things, and that's always been, I think, a problem. But I think in a time where, with all the um, social media apps where we have all these followers, we have a lot of followers and not enough leaders. And that's um, one of the questions that I, had. yeah. You know, I, I think I think schools have worked over the last like twenty twenty five years to to um, provide more resources in the school buildings, um, and um, because not every young person is gonna have the transportation, the finances, right. the time in their family to get to say a counseling agency or something like that, even if it's available. So there are resources that are in the schools and those work for many young people. Yeah. Right. And then there are then there might still be that young person that's like, mm, nope, not going there, not gonna make that happen, which is the beauty of an organization like Simply Destiny that says like, hey, come and be a part of this social group here, right? right. And be involved in this activity whether that's dance or music or whatever that is, come and join us here for that. And now you get this other piece mm -hmm. that, and so it's using it's using those activities to yeah. open the door a little bit. To, and, and so both, I think, again, like having a rich community means we have all of those things. Right. Having a community rich in resources means we do all of those things. And we don't say, well, we do it here so we don't need to do it there. Yeah. Let's do it all, right? right? Let's let's create multiple avenues for young people to be connected with caring adults and to have opportunities 
to talk about the things that they might need to talk about. So the question that I have next, from, kind of preempted by, by Martin, is social media helping or hindering? And the reason why I bring up the hindering or helping is because, I mean, we'll take Instagram, for example. Like, a lot of agencies who do work with mental health, now they have joined the social media world, so they're out there now. You know, they have a Facebook page, and they're doing videos. But as you mentioned, maybe for a young person, it's the like battle. It's the popularity contest. So, you know, does it help or is it hindering? The, the overall I think with everything you got to find that balance you know um, if you're staying on the phone all day and you're not learning how to really interact with people or talk or have that that real conversation then when someone asks you what's going on or what's wrong then you don't know how to how to act or, or respond um, and, and so it's good because I think like with us and a lot of other uh, great dancers out there they're doing these dance challenges. They're doing, you know, challenges, you know, fitness challenges, or get outside and do this challenge. Mm -hmm. and, and and if you if you go to the right place to find mm -hmm. the right help, it's gonna help you. But if you just go there and you're not sure where to go, then just like in school and anything, you can be misled down the wrong. And that's what we talk about. You know, all these followers. Well, yeah, are you following someone because they're popular? Are you following? Are they gonna give you the right help? You know, because if not, then then it's not going to help you. You know, um, mental health and everything, all, all the agencies that have come out, you know, they're, they're, they're putting a face on it. They're, they're trying to make it more accessible to kids and know that, that it is okay, and it is, you know. And um, and making it look, um, I don't want to say fun, but um, engaging, just just so it's eye-catching, mm -hmm. you know. And, and just the same way we do it with dance, come in for dance and this, you know. They're like, hey, look at this, you know, or there's this dance, join this, and then we're going to send you information for this. And, right. You know, but then if you're on, on social media and all you're doing is comparing yourself from where you're at to someone else in anyone's life, that's, that's not the way to live, you know. Yeah. If you're constantly comparing yourself, you're always going to feel less of a person, you know. Um, I go into the schools and we teach dance, and, and uh, for those of you who do know me, um, from way back when, I used to be 300 pounds, right? And I used to be a really big guy, and I hated the way I looked when I was dancing. But when I was dancing, I felt like I was in this whole other world. And so now when I go to schools and I tell the kids, I'm like, I don't know about you guys, but this is what awesome looks like, you know? And the kids crack up, especially the elementary ones, you know? And um, and I said, but we're gonna get this, you know? We're gonna get you looking awesome, you know, where you're at. And, um, and I stopped comparing myself to other dancers. I stopped comparing myself to what you know I didn't like the way everything jiggled when I danced but I loved the feeling of dancing you know <laughs> and when I when I focus on that feeling rather than what I looked like is when my life got a lot better when I focus on that feeling rather than what I look like I think you know, social media is a it's a tool right and the problem that we've had is that we haven't really I think taught young people how to use that tool yes. it just you came out of like, nowhere here yeah. you go yep. And because we're and, probably figuring out how to use it, right? They know more than we do <laughs> often, right? And we're learning from them. And so I, I totally agree with what Marty's saying about like, again, it's it's this thing and how do it can be it can be a really important and helpful thing. Like there's some amazing Instagram accounts that I follow that are like just encouraging 
how do you have a conversation with someone who might be depressed? And right. how do we talk about that? And how do we start that really awkward conversation? Um, or lots of things that are talking about different kinds of self-care and the importance of self-care. Yes. Well, right, like following those things, I love those things, right? Mm -hmm. Like I like to see those things. I like to look at dog and cat videos. That, right. you know, like, that makes me feel good yes. about that. And I also have to know, like, wait a minute, here's some other things that just aren't going to be helpful for me to watch. But if we don't teach the skill of how to use those things, yeah. it's not going to be helpful. It's, it's right. Just like anything. Right. Yeah. Um, now, I think that you were a little bit reluctant to use the word fun when you yeah. talked about your activities. Well, I, I think you should, because I think that that's, and this is just in my own personal experience, being young and, and having troubles when I was a, a kid. The reason why services or even the people running the services did not ultimately appeal to me as a young person was because it didn't look fun. There yeah. used to be a, I don't know if anyone can concur, but there used to be a kind of look towards social services and health and mental health. Yeah. It looked drab. It yeah. looked not fun. It's a stigma. Well, it, exactly. It's a, it's a stigma. waiting room. Reader's Digest and some <laughs> overworked person who doesn't want to be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In our past, um, I'm just calling it. So, we, um, one of our kids uh, came to us and he was really upset one day because they were trying to put him in anger management classes, you know, at school. And he was upset. And, you know, and I'm like, why are you upset? He's like, because I don't have no anger issues. It doesn't. He's like, I'm mad now because, you know, it took, you know, A, B, C, D, and now I'm here and now I'm mad. And, you know, and I said, well, what bothers you about it? He's like, well, the name, like, I'm not, I'm not angry. I'm not an angry right. kid. I said, well, I get that. I said, but I go, what do you think it is that we do here? And he's like, well, we do this, and, you know, you teach us how to cope and, and how to, you know, break things down. And I said, we call it emotional management, but really it's the same thing. I said, and you can call it whatever you want or whatever you need to tell yourself as long as you're getting the help and getting what you need out of it. I said, but if you're just stuck on that name, which a lot of it, you know, Mm -hmm. Anger management doesn't, kids don't want to feel like they have a problem. They right. have to learn how to manage something. But emotional management is something everyone has to deal with on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And I said, and we're doing the same thing. And he stopped and he was just like, so it's the same thing? And I was like, same <laughs> thing, bro. There's nothing. She's going to do the same thing we're doing here. It's just in school, you know? And when you talk to them and, like I said, you explain it, what the tools are for, or what they're doing, and, and what the benefit out of it is going to be for them, then they understand. But, like I said, that look, the words, mm -hmm. they're outdated. A lot of the posters you see are outdated mm -hmm. in the schools. You know, they are. Most of the kids laugh more at what the kids are wearing on the poster. Not They're not even looking at the message. They're just looking like, who would wear that? You know, mm -hmm. And they're missing the whole the whole thing, the whole mm -hmm. picture of what we're really talking about. Because, you know, and so for us, we said, we, we want to make it fun. We try to make it fun. But we don't want to lose the message in it uh, um, as well, you know? And um, and it's a little bit harder because then you always get critiqued from people like, oh, you know, they're not really taking it serious. And sometimes life isn't serious, you know? And and we forget these kids are kids. Right. And sometimes they're being too serious. And unfortunately in our area, we have kids that are taking on responsibilities of, of being um, breadwinners and not, you know, mm -hmm. or, or, or um, what do you call it, just helping to pay the bills or, you know, to take their brothers and sisters to school. Things that 
that we really shouldn't be putting on kids, but we have to. And then that's where the struggle, the struggle comes in, that's where the trauma comes in from, because we have kids dealing with adult problems, still trying to be kids. Yeah, my parents uh, divorced when I was really young, and I spent like, you know, they would take me to court with them. Yeah. So I spent like my fourth grade and fifth grade like mostly in court or like lawyers' offices. And now I'm a now I'm a parent, and I just use that experience to like. You know, it makes me proud that my son will never have to like, right? So it's it's making it's it's I guess in a way, it's, it's taking trauma mm -hmm. and trying to do something positive with it. Yeah. So others can benefit. It's like I'm not I'm not swimming in this pool anymore. Yeah. And I can I'm gonna make sure nobody else even knows this. I'm gonna drive this riverbed up, kind of thing. I'm, we, it just made me think, you know, I mean, we know that trauma is one of the most significant risk factors that right. a young person that is, well, any of us, but a young person that has experienced trauma, which is a really, can be very broadly defined, mm -hmm. um, right, that the, the more trauma a young person has experienced, the, the more increase, they have increased risk for developing mental health challenges or right. experiencing other things. I was listening to um, something the other day where, you know, so often we focus on this post-traumatic stress syndrome or post-traumatic stress disorder, but when you were just talking about your own experience, mm -hmm. it made me think that in what I was listening to, they were talking about post-traumatic growth, right? Mm -hmm. That the trauma doesn't, so often I think we focus on the trauma and be like, oh, well, right? Yeah, like, right. that's it. How about, like, thinking about... Yes, that's there, and there can, that's not the end of the story. Right. And I think that's one yeah. of the things that you're trying to say with yeah. the kids at Simply Destiny is, yeah, these things may be true, and this isn't the end of the story, mm -hmm. and that's the message that we're yeah. trying to say to young right. people. This is, this is a point in time, and we're not trying to take away from what you're experiencing right now, yeah. and we want, you to, we want you to know that um, there... There's more, right? right. There's more there's, right. to come, yeah. and there's growth that that can happen. Yeah, I'm. I am. Uh, so you know, the, the question I led in with was, what resources are available? Have they gotten better locally for young people and teens and mental health? And like, I I do believe that even if there's not organization, even if there's not a body dedicated to team of there are still going to be people. Yes. There's still going to be individuals who will do what they can to like plant that seed to just make the life of a young person or any young person better and that's why i've shared some you know like i said you guys have been in our news role a bunch of times and like we're happy to share your work and this conversation because if there's if any 12 year old or 13 year old you should not be going right like school should be a place where you're happy at. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be dreading or not able to do your work or not able to focus because your mom can't pay the bills. Yeah. You, that, should not. that should not be... Your, your parents should be able to receive help and you should be able to focus on being a productive young student. So as much as we can do to lift the burden off young people, 
I think that you know I I I like to to help with that. You know, it's small things like that. Like you shouldn't have to worry about. You know, we get some kids sometimes that will come in and just want something to eat. You know, and our cupboards are packed with like ramen noodle soups and macaroni and cheese, and you know we have like you know, just bread and sandwich meat and stuff like that. But that shouldn't be a worry for them. You know, and and parents are struggling as well. And some say they're struggling, some say they're not. And uh, and the kids are watching. You know, when can they're focusing like okay, when can I I get a job or how old do I gotta be or let me find you know mm -hmm. side work stuff like that. Like it shouldn't be be a, a young one's problem. Yeah. To deal with, and if they learn to focus on how to handle how not to get there, learn some more life skills from different agencies, learn how to talk about it, you know, and um, it really will grow them through what they're going through. Chris, I like what you were saying about like again, it it's all of our community mm -hmm. kind of a thing, and so it is the social service community, but it's also you know, having a community that's rich in activities for young people to do, whether that's at the park district or yep. the city funding different kinds of youth services, right? It's not only one thing, but it's this range of things. And, um, again, creating that space so that um, all of the adults in our community um, know uh, have some skills. They're not all going to be like the social service experts, right? But have a certain level of skills about how to have conversations mm -hmm. with young people, and um, that's what youth mental health first aid and teen mental health first aid yes. are about. Is how do we have those conversations, and how can I, as an adult, maybe notice if something's going on for a right. young person and start that conversation with them, right? and support whatever is going to be most helpful for that young person. Um, so a question that I have for you mm -hmm. is about social work. Mm -hmm. How has social work changed in your experience and career? Um, so what, let me just say, I, I'll give a shout out to social work because <laughs> um, uh, uh, when I when I got my social work degree, I wanted to be a therapist, right? Like a family therapist. And I've had opportunity to do counseling in, in the course of my career. But one of the things I love about social work is that it is, is, it's a very um, varied um, profession. Mm -hmm. So there are many opportunities for that, right? And many opportunities for growth. And I've had an opportunity to do many of those things, which which I love, right? Whether that's counseling, um, developing programs, supporting resources, thinking broadly. Um, and so, uh, um, and, and social work is very active in social justice movements mm -hmm. as well and advocating for policies that are going to support um, young people um, in our community. One of our... Um, our state senators that covers part of the Aurora area, Karina uh, Villa, mm -hmm. is a social worker, which Shouts I out. love yeah. that, right? Like, so we can, as social workers, we can be involved, you know, in the public policy and um, government Definitely. as well, right? So there's just a, a really nice range for that. Yeah, I've been, uh, I have to tell you, I've been blessed with this show because I have people who reach out, you know, I, I feel like, 
I feel my life is just taken like a different, you know, I told you about my experience on Kip, but like I have friends now who like they reach out to me if their kids are having problems. You know, my one friend Tony, or my my friend who has a son named Tony, oh, you know, Tony's doing kind of bad, bad in school. Can he hang with you for a little bit? That makes me feel extremely proud. That makes me feel extremely proud. Comes in here and helps a brother work the camera. Because we know that one of the most significant things for young people is to have one adult in their life that they know that cares about them. Yep. And um, it might be a teacher. It might be someone in school. It might be someone at Simply Destiny. It might be you here mm -hmm. for your friend's um, uh, son, right? Yep. Child who, like... To that one adult that, that kind of says to that young person, hey, how, how's it going? Right. Consistently notices that about a young person and checks in with that young person. We talked about like the you know trauma being a really significant risk factor. We know that for young people, having an adult in their life, a consistent adult in their life that notices and cares about them is probably the most important protective factor. Right? And right. So as a community, we want to be a group of adults that are protective factors for young people. Like and that. that doesn't mean that we all have to be social workers. Yeah. Yay for social workers and counselors yes, and yeah. other mental health Correct. people. And yay for all of the rest of us that can be protective factors in the relationships that we have through our families, our neighborhoods, right. other organizations that we participate in. It takes a village. It does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so how can folks get in touch with yourselves um, to learn about what you're doing and find out about you? Um, you guys got uh, pages and yeah. social media pages? So we have, uh, Simply Destiny has a website. Okay. Um, so it's simplydestiny.com um, or simplydestiny.org. Uh, take the same page. Um, we get them together. Um, we recently just updated our our websites I'm really really excited and proud of it because it, there's a lot of statistics um, has our calendars um, uh, monthly newsletters things like that um, a way for you to sign up for help or you know to come in for help you know or you know volunteers all those things um, my cell phone number is on there as well so it's our personal number so we're not you know uh, you're getting sent to my you know personal voicemail if I'm not answering you know but if not you know we're answering and you're talking to me not someone else not not a waiting list for someone else to call you back. It's a good or, thing, know. yeah. And, and if not, I said we're open throughout the week and we're open in the afternoons. We're open on Sundays, you know, where most people are just like, you know, you're open on Sunday? Like, you know, we are because we know that mental health is, does not have a, uh, you know, nine to five. A, yeah, nine to five right. or, you know, hours of operation only from this time to that. It is, you know, those phone calls that we get at, at night or running around three, four o'clock in the morning or, you know, visiting a hospital or, or whatever it takes or trying to de-escalate situations at, at home. And, and that's what we want, is to really be there for our community. And one of the things, one of the new things that Simply Destiny is really um, bringing is this program called Youth Mental Health First Aid and Teen Mental Health First Aid. Um, and those are um, classes that are for anybody, right? Uh, either adults or teens. Um, to teach some basic kind of set of skills about how to notice and how to have conversations about mental health, right? So the youth mental health first aid is for adults who interact with young people, and it kind of talks about how do we notice maybe if a young person is 
might be experiencing some changes or some challenges, potential mental health challenges, noticing sooner rather than later, mm -hmm. like not waiting until it's a crisis. Um, and, and then we teach like a set of skills about how to, how to listen, how to start those conversations, maybe how to um, give some reassurance, right? right? Offer hope and how to encourage the different types of help, whether that's the professional help, like the social workers, the counselors, and the self-help, being involved in, in organizations and things like that. So it's teaching the adults how to, those set of skills about how um, to approach and interact effectively with the young people that they connect with, and the teen mental health first aid program, which is a really new one, Simply Destiny one of the first organizations hey. actually <laughs> in, Aurora, in, yeah. in Illinois to be able to offer this program. <clears throat> it's a program that's similar, but it's for the teens themselves. So it's for young people that are ages like sophomores through seniors in high school because we know that often when a young person is experiencing distress, they're going to tell another young person mm -hmm. before they tell an adult, right? Oh, yeah. And so this teen mental health first aid program is a program for teens themselves to kind of say, hey, if you've noticed that in your friend, right, how can you be a friend, how can you listen, and how can you help get them connected with an adult, right? Yeah. Right. You're not there to to solve or fix that, yeah. your friend's problems. You don't want to take that on yourself. No, but how can you get get connected with an adult? And so we want to teach the adults the skills to be helpful, and we want to then also uh, talk with, with the young people themselves about, hey, here's how to be a friend, and here are the adults that can be helpful in these circumstances. Yeah, way. things have changed. Mm -hmm. things, have, things have changed for the, uh, for, uh, the better. They, they really have. The way we explain it to our, our dance buds, which are 6 to 12 year olds, and then some of our teens, when they ask about the teen mental health, or you know, the ones that are like, you know, um, how, how can I get involved? And if they're not old enough, then of course they're not ready. But we tell them, the way I explain it to them, I go, think of these classes of kind of like when you're in, you know, first grade or, you know, kindergarten when the fire department comes in and they teach you how to stop, drop, and roll. Like that's, what you, that's what they want you to remember out of the whole mm -hmm. thing. Stop, drop, and roll. Right. I go, they teach you about touching the door before it's too hot, not too cold. I go, it's the same thing. We want to make this plan on how to get you out of the house or out of the life or out of your problem safely. But if you have no guide, then, you know, bad things can happen. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. You can take in smoke. It's going to be harder for you to breathe. It's going to be harder for you to handle. And not just yourself, but if you don't help yourself first, can't help anybody else. Amen to can't that. can't help get anyone else out of the fire. Absolutely. Amen so. to that. And Curtis, can I say, so sure. um, this, this teen mental health um, first aid program it is a new one. Youth mental health first aid has been around for a little bit. Simply Destiny has instructors for both of these classes. Um, and we would love to be able to take that those classes to your organization so we're not yes. saying like hey you have to come to simply destiny right like we have instructors that if there is an organization and that could be another social service organization it could be a faith community right um it could be let's i don't know, be creative we can think about different yeah. organizations but if as an organization you would like to offer um either of those courses we got the instructors. We are happy to come in and do that. 
and um, we have been fortunate to have received some um, funding from not only the um, 708 uh, board and more that that actually helped fund the some people to take to become qualified certified instructors of right. those programs but several of the aldermen have also donated some funds to be able to um, support that so um, Shakita Hartburns and um, Bill Donnell and Shouts um, out. and yeah. Bug, yes, shout out to all of them. <laughs> provided some funding so that you know we are able to work with organizations on that. Good. So please reach out to Simply Destiny because we would love to um, bring that out to communities. Um, African American Men of Unity and Ricky Rogers are we're having a youth mental health first aid class for them in August when school gets started up. Very good. So yeah, let us know. Reach out to us, yes. and we would love to talk with you about that. Um, so, without potentially you know violating anyone's privacy or anything like that, can you give us a success story? Have you, uh, can you give us a? Yeah. Can you? We have. Uh, a lot more success stories than people think. Um, when people come into Simply Destiny, I think, or when they hear about it, um, and they say suicide awareness, I think their mind automatically goes to like, oh, this program is about death. And what I tell everybody is that it is, we are so much more about life right. and living. And we celebrate birthdays every month with the kids to make sure that they feel like they're mad and they're important. But we have kids that, of course, that have graduated, who didn't think they graduated, you know, or that they would graduate. Um, we have kids that have gone off to the militaries and marines and come back and, and will come back and teach these, you know, a dance class for us to our kids and do master classes. Uh, we have a group of kids that have started their own dance um, company here in Aurora as well um, and, and doing things. And so there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot more success that's going on. Um, but like I said, it takes a village and it takes the resources, community people that want to come together to make it better. But, uh, you know, I say come in and stop by. And then you'll get to see the stories, and then you'll get to figure out what it's all about. You know, uh, our webpage and, and even um, programs like this barely hit the tip of the iceberg of what we're doing. And uh, social work is very much important. I still keep in contact with my social workers from East High, uh, Elizabeth Cervantes. And, mm -hmm. and um, if it wasn't for, for people or social workers, the men and women who do that, then it wouldn't be. And I'm sure they have a lot more success stories. And um, I like to think that I'm one of hers. So... Okay. <laughs> we'll call that the double shout out, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, there was something that, um, so we do shine a light on suicide, right? And uh, when I was in high school, uh, Elizabeth Cervantes, her graduation, wrote me a, a graduation card. It was a small message with a little yellow piece of paper that had a flashlight on it. And I opened it up and I went, yeah, no money. You know? <laughs> but, um, but it had a flashlight and I held it and I read the letter. And it said, you know, in your darkest of times, remember that you are the light and that you can shine bright in, in all your darkness, you know. And that message has stayed with me. You know, I'm, I'm 37 years old and, and I still have that little piece of paper, that flashlight that reminds me, reminds our kids to shine a light on things. And when you shine a light on things and you learn, you bring it to, to the forefront and you learn how to talk about it and you don't keep things looking like we said in the olden days, and we make it new. You know, we're not recreating the will. We're just making it, you know, a lot more modernized, a lot more, you know, appealing to them and teaching them. And, uh, and the, success, the success rates will go up. You know? 
That is, uh, no, I, I concur, man. I have, uh, so when I was in those, when I was sitting in all those offices and sitting in all those conference rooms in fourth grade and all that, National Geographic magazine was what I saturated myself with because on the pages of National Geographic magazine, I could go from polar bears to learning about Mayan culture to learning about cuisine in Turkey. <laughs> and I remember that this one lady was like, if you like them, take them. And I would just take National Geographic home. And in my house, I have a collection of National Geographic. And it makes me so happy when my son likes it, too. Wow, we can read about polar bears. It's like it just comes full circle. Yeah. And I, I, I remember. So I, I know what you mean about like someone giving you something at a dark time and you keeping it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's really a good feeling. It's, it's really a good hope. feeling. Yep. Yeah. It's right? about hope. And, and I think so often, like you said, we focus on... Um, just the the unhelpful yeah. things, right? Mm -hmm. And and one of the messages we want to give is that, um, right? Like again, this isn't the end of the story. There's hope mm -hmm. that's there, and um, so many people have hope and find and find those ways. And it, you know, it's not like oh, everything's going to be better tomorrow. That's not what hope is. Yeah. Sometimes hope is hard work, right? Oh yeah. And that we have to persevere with it. But it's there, and there are people that... Hope could be are, a thought that you're thinking yeah, about. Yeah, you're like, yeah. I can... Nah. You're I, looking I, at the right. of the National like Geographic. I can, it's somewhere, hope. right. I can hear it, but yeah. I can't see it. It's exactly. all good, though. Yep. Exactly. Yep. And so that when we have when we have people that, can, that are consistently there with us saying, like, yeah, come on, yeah. I'm here, I got your back, mm -hmm. right? I'll walk with you a couple of steps. You need someone to believe in you. Yeah. yeah. That's... That, you know, with dance and stuff, when we first started, you know, it was kind of weird. People were like, we teach dance for mental health. Like, that was kind of, you know. And and when we teach dance, we teach the lead and follows. Because I think that's life. There's times you're going to have to lead. There's times you're going to have to follow. Mm -hmm. And dance for everyone makes you feel very vulnerable. So I'm like, no, I don't dance. No, I, I can't do it. And like, yes, you can. Like, you know. Right. And we do this um, we do this dance called Limbo. And at the end of the, well, the song's about four minutes long. But halfway through, we break into a freestyle where we just make a circle and anyone and anyone and everyone can, can join in. And I said, and I told him, I'm like, I don't care if you just run through the circle and you just do this, whatever. But take your time. Be in that spotlight. Because too many times kids are walking through life or through the hallways feeling unseen. And this mm -hmm. is your moment for us to see you. That you matter, that you, you know, that you have this. And, and, and there's that hope. And, and if you can do it in this small circle, you know, of people that are supporting you, imagine once you start believing in yourself and how much more you can go out and do with that. You know, and uh, and it helps. You know, it, we put them on the spot. We make you, we believe in you. We tell you you can do it. There's that person telling you, we got your back. And mm -hmm. and that's what it is you need. This was a lot of fun. This was a good <laughs> conversation, man. I love this job. <laughs> I love what I do. Um, you answered the question pretty much of, of which my next, like, how can we, the community, help you? And I think you just mentioned, get involved. Yeah. Just yeah. check out what you guys are. You know, you mentioned, like, we can see you and, and hear about it, but getting involved, coming out and learning yeah. is actually a better way to do it. And there are um, instructors available to meet with folks and go out to one's location and 
and interact with people. Right. So you could reach out to Simply Destiny, um, and uh, one of us will follow up with you if you're interested in one of those mental health first aid classes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that would probably be the easiest way is to just uh, yeah. send a message through the website, and we'll connect back up yeah. and set that up. You can always stop in at Simply Destiny as well if you want more information. Tonight we have First Fridays in Aurora, so we'll be out there. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just an open house tonight. Again, just for information, stop in. You know, you get to see what it is that we offer. You get to see the space and not feel um, uh, bombarded with so much or all the extra people and things that we have going on. So tonight's kind of like a, a chill night. You just get to walk through. And Legal Arch Building. Legal Arch Building. Walk in the door. Go to the right. Yes. Up the little ramp. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. I once walked through Simply Destiny. Um carrying something for somebody else and went through I saw it's big yeah it like, is a big well, space so it used to be a church it had some walls had some ramps had a stage and we took yeah. all of it out we put in new floor and we got our mirrors up we have the lights we, we like to party you know yeah and, uh, <laughs> yeah yeah you know you, uh, you guys are doing I've I've uh, and I've been past there at night this show actually it started in my bathroom but when I did get some initial uh, money I was recording in Gremlin Oh, okay. So I was recording in Gremlin Studio for a long time, right next door to you yeah, guys. Yeah. Um, so I would see sometimes at night, like, yeah, stuff going on in there, and it was really active. I like that. All right. Um, the show ends on a positive note. Sure. What is your message today for the people of Aurora? Hmm. You want to go first? I'll, sure. I'll, 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 give me a minute. community, right? I didn't grow up here. Um, and when I was pregnant with my first child, I moved here to Aurora because I wanted to raise my kids here in Aurora. And um, Aurora has a wealth of resources and and we can continue to, to um, support young people in our community, right? Through, again, we all have that, we all have that space, right? That some of us might have the professional skills, but all of us can do something. And we just really want to continue to make Aurora that, that space where, um, as adults, we're supporting young people and we're, um, we're, we're offering them hope, right? right? About the possibilities of what, what life might be for them, right? So. Um, for me, I think the same thing. It is about offering that that positivity. Um, being born and raised here in Aurora, downtown was not a place um, my mother wanted us, you know, and as we see how much more um, beautiful that the city is becoming and all the more things that are offered downtown, I don't want the kids or the, the, the youth of Aurora to be forgotten. You know, we, we have a lot of things going on here, a lot of art galleries, a lot of you know, restaurants, things like that, and that's great. That, that is amazing to see those things come into town. But when we teach our kids and give our kids or youth a place to feel like they matter, they have a purpose, then they do more for the community. Uh, they look for more to do. They, they want uh, to feel a part of something. And I think that the biggest thing with Simply Destiny is making them feel a part of something, that they belong, that they have family. I mean, it's just like anything. You can join the gangs. Why? Because you want to feel like you're part of family. You, you know, you you 
join clubs because you want to feel like you're a part of something, the football team, the basketball team, the everything team, and have those adults that are going to pat you on the back when you do good, tell you when you're doing wrong, show you how to fix it, and say, keep on going. And so today I think the biggest message is to say, keep on going. Mm -hmm. Because life goes on with or without us. And we want to make sure that we just keep on moving. <laughs> this was a great episode. We appreciate your time for coming in to let us know about teen mental health, first aid, mm -hmm. and simply destiny. Um, on behalf of Good Morning Aurora, I want to say thank you to Denise Ellsbury and Martin Luna. All of you guys out there, if you are in need or you know someone who is in the area of mental health awareness, please reach out to Simply Destiny. And with that, that's a wrap. Peace out. Bye. Mm -hmm.